Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm pretty sure that most people will agree that free speech is such an important part of functioning democracy. And it's very interesting that there's been many global voices that have come together to really mount a challenge against Ireland's hate speech legislation that's currently being looked at, which they say will have a huge impact on free speech. Well, joined with me on the line to talk about this, I have Barrister Lorcan Price. He's an Irish barrister and also legal counsel for ADF International. Lorcan, thanks for being with us. Maybe just explain to us because it, it, we actually haven't talked about it for some time here in the mainstream media what this legislation means and what stage it's at here in Ireland Hi, Good morning Wendy um, Yes, the legislation is uh, part of what the government is describing as its attempt to update the incitement to hatred offences uh, that already exist in Irish law um, It's currently as I understand it before the Shannon uh, where there are a number of amendments down um, It has passed uh, the doll, the initial stages of the doll with, uh, I think, over 110 votes um, in favour. So a significant majority, even of opposition parties, in the Dáil support this legislation. Um, but there are quite a number of amendments down to it in the Senate that will have to be uh, debated and uh, the Senate stage will have to be completed before it goes back to the Dáil. Um, so it's, it's not ready to become law yet. There are a number of other stages to pass um, and I'm not sure how much urgency the government is putting into it. They said... Uh, before Christmas, particularly after the, the riot in Dublin, that it was going to be passed in a matter of weeks. Um, but I don't think that that's likely at this point. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, the law is far-reaching, uh, and that's what's caused the international concern. Um, the government is, is justifying the need to pass it on the basis of requirements under EU law. But it goes significantly further, let's say, than what the European Union is requiring of us. Um, there are a number of different uh, areas that kind of appeared as, as particularly concerning I think the first one um, that uh, when I spoke to members of the Iraq about it in Dublin was this question of defining hatred. And um, there's no definition in the legislation uh, about what constitutes hatred. So if, if somebody is, is tells a joke or shares a meme or um, has material, let's say, that incites hatred, I think the, the obvious logical question would be, what is hatred? So who does and define it? Is, is that up to the, for the courts to decide if the legislation is enacted, or how would that work? Well, it would ultimately be a question, certainly, for, for the courts. Um, and the courts have various ways of interpreting legislation. But um, the Minister Simon Harris was pressed on this in uh, the Dáil and at the earlier stages, and he said that he wouldn't define hate because, and I quote, uh, including a definition would have the effect of making hate convictions harder or very difficult to secure. So they're keeping it vague by the Minister's own words to make it easier to prosecute people under the legislation. Um, and I think that's problematic, frankly, when it comes to criminal law. Uh, there needs to be precise definitions so people know where they stand. Um, the other problems with this certainly include uh, one of the protected characteristics that is described as gender identity. Now, that's different from male or female, um, but it's not defined as to what it is. So, again, you have a risk here where um, if you are accused of inciting hatred against somebody's gender identity, um, 
the law doesn't really give you very much guidance on what constitutes a gender identity beyond male or female. So, so that could be Ireland. that could be something you know. Just talk. Yeah. I, I know that in, in other countries, I was looking at a, a Mexican politician, Gabriel Crodri, and he was really just pointing out what a lot of people would say biological realities. And he was forced under yeah. their law to apologise twice a day for fifteen days on X. And, uh, yeah, some yeah, people would say that's a pretty chilling effect on on free speech. Absolutely, and um, the Quadri case is, is just one of the cases that uh, my colleagues have been involved in, where you have vague hate speech laws being really used to criminalise uh, what are perfectly reasonable opinions. And, and not just, I mean, Mr. Quadri isn't actually a Christian, but um, there are many Christian politicians around the world who have become uh, concerned with these laws. And, and one particular lady, Pivy Rasnan in Finland, who was a former government minister, she was prosecuted um, for saying, uh, among other things, that um, uh, marriage is between one man and one woman in her in, in a document she published in a tweet she made criticising her uh, her own church for sponsoring a gay pride parade in Helsinki. So these laws can be weaponized against uh, dissenting views on a whole range of things, and whether it's immigration or uh, the definition of marriage, um, we've seen this happen again and again around Europe, and the Irish government seems determined to pass a law that will make it easier for uh, the, the authorities to prosecute people for saying things uh, that it may find disagreeable or uncomfortable. And I, I think that's a real problem, particularly, as you said at the outset, where freedom of expression is, is a human right. Um, do you I mean, think overall, Lorcan, just for the, yeah. you know, for the, for the ordinary person, because obviously, you know, we're talking about kind of high profile cases, political people, ministers, etc. But then when the average person sees mm. that, it kind of creates a culture of fear around having what's so important in a democratic society, respectful, but robust debate. And that idea of the right to disagree with someone and to thrash out these issues that are of great importance. Yes, I, I think that's correct. And it does, I mean, as you say, some of the cases we mentioned are high profile, but, you know, we've seen over the years, um, in, in particularly in our neighbouring country, the United Kingdom, the number of um, what they call hate incidents, the non-crime hate incidents where the police have become involved in has increased dramatically. And, and these are, in many cases, ordinary people who've shared a joke or tweeted something or um, put something up on X or... Uh, shared a meme, let's say, over WhatsApp, who then find themselves the subject of a criminal complaint. And people's concern then will be very clearly that um, I'd better not say something controversial because the chances are that I may be getting a visit from the police. And that chilling effect, um, which is where people stop and, and think, well, I won't express a view in this particular area of controversy in case I find myself the subject of criminal proceedings, that, that's so-called chilling effect is very damaging for democracy. Um, it means that people are not prepared to, to freely express themselves um, in areas of controversy. And it means, frankly, um, that, uh, particularly for Christians as well, saying things that is countercultural becomes not just socially risky, but it comes possibly a crime. And that's not the way um, that Western democracy should operate. That's the kind of thing we did expect in authoritarian governments. Lorcan, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. That was an Irish barrister and legal aid for ADF International, Lorcan Price, talking to me there. That is it for me for this hour. Coming up for you in the next hour, we are going to be talking to Lisa Chambers, Senator Lisa Chambers, about the news this week that Holly Kearns had to ch close her, constitu her constituency office. So she's going to be talking to us about, you know, her experience of intimidation and also new guidelines that the Oireachtas recently brought in advising members just what they should do to protect them. Themselves. What does that say about our democracy? Thanks for listening to our 
Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.